Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys, how are y'all doing? Episode 107. I'm excited and I'm in London. Yes, finally, I decided like, listen, there's never going to be a perfect time. So I just need to do it. And the fact that I created a job where I can make money, like record this podcast while I'm away. It was amazing. So I've been spending the last seven days with my son and my granddaughter in Southbourne or Poole, Dorset area of the UK. I have the slightest idea, but I was by the beach. <laughs> that much I do know. And I got the most lovely, I mean, like really adorable Airbnb. And it had a full kitchen and it had a beautiful little area where I can sit and watch the sun rise in the morning. And in that same area, all I have to do is just turn my head a quarter, like literally sit there and watch the sunset. It was absolutely beautiful right over the water. It was cold, but it was the coziest little Airbnb. And we made cake and I made my son a pot roast because that's his favorite. And sent Lots of stuff for him to freeze. And I made a cake for my granddaughter because it was her birthday. And so we decorated the cake and we just had a blast. And it was about doing the simplest of things, just being there with them. And sometimes that's all that matters. And I was realizing while I left, because now I'm in London, because I have some clients here. So I was like, I'm going to see some clients. I'm going to see some friends and hang out because I always come and just go there and come right back. But I'm like, hmm, I can work from a hotel room. So that's what I've done. And so what I'm realizing is like, oh, but my life is better. And I'm making more money, not my life is better. And I'm making more money, but my relationships aren't clear. My relationships are probably more solid than they've ever been. Like I have a pool of friends that support me in each area of my life. And my relationship with my kids are at its best. Like I can talk to my kids about anything, all the hiccups that we've gone through, like I have created the type of mom that they feel comfortable now coming to whatever their issues. And I'm okay if they have issues. Like I created that within me. Like the value of this work is not that I've created a life and an income. I'm making more money than I ever have. But it's because my entire life is better, is up-leveled is more fulfilling. And that's what I want for you guys. So I have a question. What's in the way? That's what this episode is about. What's in the way of you creating your epicness? Can I tell you a story? (laughs) My clients love this when I say this. I always ask for permission, but 
I'm going to tell you a story. It's a short one. It's actually something that happened today, and I actually wrote an email about it. So if you're on my email list, you already read about it, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. If you're not on my email list, why not? Get on my email list. Go to BrickJohnson.com. There is a form there now. I've just made it simple. It just says get on mailing list. There ain't a freebie. There ain't anything. It's just if you want to know what my brain is saying sometimes, get on my mailing list. That's it. What's coming up when? Get on my mailing list. Really easy. BrickJohnson.com. But anyway, I digress. We're sitting in the shared lounge. I love these new hotels, these sustainable, friendly hotels where the room is smaller. Like you don't get the plush room. The room is smaller, but actually what they put in it is quality. Like I love the room, right? But they have these shared spaces because most of us are working from home or from our computers. So The room is smaller, but they have these shared spaces. And I actually love that because for me, I kind of like the fact that like other people have their laptop out. I don't have to say a word to them, but they're there. I'm in that energy. So I went down and I got a cup of coffee and I went up to the shared space and I passed this group of four men who were talking and the closest space was kind of slowly just adjacent to them, not really close to them, but semi like across the way diagonal to them. And so I'm doing my work, you know, checking emails, checking all the stats, all the stuff that you do as a business owner, right? And so they're talking and I'm trying real hard not to ear hustle, but every once in a while they'll say something and I'm like, hmm, and hmm, right? But then one of the guys, the youngest of the group said something and I was like, oh, interesting. He's like, yeah, I'm selling my practice. And so they asked him, about it and what's going on. And it turns out that he is a dentist. He has an established dental practice. He looked to be in his early 40s. And he said, after taxes, after paying everybody and everything, he'll clear about $2.5 million. Okay, that number, I'm like, yeah, okay, nice. I kind of started peeking up a little bit when I heard that. And finally, after Like he said, the next thing is when I was like, oh, yeah, I need to hear this. So he said that. And then he said, I'm going to take that and invest all of it. He said all of it, not half of it. He said all of it. I'm going to take it and invest all of it. And that's when I was like, that is a move. Like when you take your life works that you got to the pinnacle, you sell it. And then instead of taking those profits and like, I'm going to play around with it, or I'm going to take half of it or whatever, or I'm just going to relax, live a comfortable life and live off the dividends. No, he said, I am going to invest all of it. And I'm like, yes. And that's when I started paying attention. I was like, oh, the amount of self-trust that he has in himself and his ability to create, that's what is missing from us as Black women. How to harness that? Like, we have it. We know we have that capacity. But what's in a way is a methodology for us to harness it and use it and make those decisions. So this podcast, that was a long about way of saying that's what this podcast is about. What's in the way? Okay. So one of the things that I realized that he did 
that some of my clients don't do and they don't really realize the cost of this is he made a very clear decision. He wasn't like, "Mm, I'm going to sell it and I think I might invest or I don't know how much I'm going to invest. I'm still working that out. He said, I'm going to invest all of it. He made a very clear decision and the way he said it He owned that decision. There wasn't any, are you sure? Or I'm not quite, I don't know. I'm still researching. It was clear. Sometimes our biggest problem as Black women is non-ownership of our decisions. It's not that we can't make a decision. It's that we don't even know that we're not making a decision or that we made the decision. We're living on old process, old programming from childhood and bringing that to the forefront and still allowing that default to be our decision and not owning it. There's a difference in having a decision and making the decision all the time by default. That's more obligation, more I've got to, or this is just the way it is. The energy that propels that doesn't create, I'm going to sell my business and I'm going to invest and create even more. That's not the energy that that is from. The energy that makes those type of decisions is very intentional, compelled energy. And that's when you look at your decisions and you make them intentionally, right? Like owning the decision. This is what I'm going to do. So a decision-making process is important for us to create our epic stuff. Like what's in the way? we don't have a decision-making process. We don't have a way of understanding, making clear decisions, and then not reverberating back from it, but actually honoring and upholding those decisions, no matter what the circumstances are, right? That's when it's like, oh, I don't know. Like when bad times come, can I still own this decision? But if we don't have that self-trust in ourselves, right, that ability to trust ourselves, when bad thing comes, then our self-trust starts coming in and going, maybe this isn't the right decision. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Like we make all of that mean that. But if self-trust is there and a firm decision-making process where we support ourselves, then That's when we, because the ups and down comes for everybody, but that's when we stay the course and make those decisions. So therefore we create that epic stuff because it's not that we don't have the ability to make decisions. We as black women are entering the business ownership marketplace at a rate that surpasses everybody. It's not alarming. It's great news. The only problem is, is that the average black female founder only makes $24,000 a year. The average counterpart founder that's woman makes $143,000 a year. There's a discrepancy here. And the discrepancy is the power of our decisions. What decisions are you making? And what energy are you making those decisions from? That needs to be a conscious effort You need to know what is driving your decisions. Are you driving, making decisions from scarcity, from inadequacy, or from thoughts and decisions that you haven't even owned, or are you owning those decisions? Okay, 
That is number one. The other one is, and I've already alluded to it, number two is that he went all in on the decision. He was like, I'm betting on me. So many of us kind of halfway bet on ourselves, but again, waiting for crowdsourcing, what mama think, what daddy think, what my friend think, what the husband think, what the boss think. I don't know. Is this right? They don't just say all in. This is what I'm doing. One of the things I learned from my sales coach and being in that mastermind with her is like she taught this principle of energy and the strongest energy wins. The strongest energy wins. Well, here's the deal. When we don't trust ourselves and someone else does, I don't care if they are actually saying the right thing or the wrong thing and ours is actually the right or the shorter pathway. The strongest energy, nine times out of 10, is always going to win. Well, the strongest energy, that part, for us as business and professional women, when we're doing presentations, when we're making offers that disrupt the market. When we're saying, no, I disagree. When we're raising our hand and saying, no, that's not going to work, right? When we're doing that, or when we're with a client and like telling them, this is how I'm going to help you. And the client is like objection after objection. The way we win in this game is having the strongest energy. Well, we can't have the strongest energy if we're spending our time self-doubting ourselves, right? So we have to have a process where we trust ourselves. And yes, the fact that we don't is inherent, is conditioned, and we understand that. I'm giving up arguing with that. What I am saying is we get to correct for this. We get to go and create a container, an environment in which we learn to cultivate trust within ourselves. And it's how you speak to yourself, how you treat yourself. There is a methodology to rewiring our brain so that we come out of that looking at everything as distrustful and learning that we are the strongest energy and we trust ourselves and we transfer that trust to ourselves and we partner with all of it. We have to have a plan that supports this, right? Do you have a plan to build trust in yourself? And it's not saying I'm amazing in the mirror all day long. That's not the plan. Okay, I love affirmations, but it only works for surface level stuff, right? Changing the thought only works for surface level stuff. Are you changing your state of being, how you think of yourself, how you treat yourself, what you do, what you say? Are you being very intentional? There is a plan to that that involves lots of compassion. But if you're just saying shit that you don't believe in a mirror, it will never work, right? Never. Or if you're just buying planner after planner so I can show up this way, that will never work either because it is who you are being. That's why I take the time to work with my clients for a year. Not because it takes a year, but I want to be there for the, we practice it. Uh Uh-oh, I didn't get that part. 
and support through all of it as you use it so that you practice it, get evaluation, make correction, do it, practice it, get evaluation, make correction, do it again and again. So after a year, you are, you have, and you possess a new state of being. Self-trust, representation matters, right? And it does. Seeing someone that is doing that, that looks like you, it does matter. But I want to take it a, a step further. Seeing someone that is having difficulty, that is saying, I'm struggling with this while they are doing it, matters even more. Because we see the outside, the Instagram version of the people that looks like us and how they're doing it, but we're not seeing that inner, like, and this is what I'm coaching on, and this is what I'm struggling with, and this is how I'm fixing it, and I was thinking this, and I was thinking that, so that you know that your messy mind, oh, they have a messy mind too? That representation matters too. That's why I love that I created a community of women who are already winning and want to win more. And for us to see and normalize the working of our mind to challenging of our thoughts and the messiness that it goes through, normalize all of that. That representation matters even more. And finally, we have to minimize the distraction, okay? The distraction of I'm not enough, I can't do this, I have to work harder. Like I was thinking about the guy and I'm like, I can pretty much figure out what thoughts he had about himself or his business or his skill set because of the decision, the results that he was creating. But I was playing a game of what is he not thinking that we as Black women bring along and carry along? There's an extra load that we have, and it's a distraction. It's like by the time we get to the start line, we already tired. And the game has just begun because we come to the start line tired. Imagine there's two competitors. There's one competitor that has a sports psychologist, a chef, a nutritionalist, a surround, a host of people taking him there, taking him everywhere, creating an environment where he can thrive. He got a good night's sleep. He rested. He had the exact meal that gave him the macros that he needed to do it. Right. And he shows up to the start line or she. And then there's you. You had to cook your meal. You had to work a full time job while doing it. And you worrying about paying your bills. Your kid is sick. Your husband is mad or your wife is mad that you here competing again. And you need to go get that job instead of following your dream to be this whatever. Right. Imagine like you couldn't even get a good night's sleep because you're worrying about everything and you got to get up earlier because you got to prepare your meal and you're wondering if it works or not. And both of you get to the start line. Now, some people will say the hungrier one would win. And I can see that because nine times out of 10, we still going to win, y'all. Like we will enter that race and still win because we're hungrier. But the following race the race after that, and the race after that, that begins to take a toll on us. And that's what I'm saying about distraction. Like we're winning. You won this race, queen. It's evident. You got it. But that next race, and that next race, and that next race, 
mental fatigue, the stress that we have as black women from the decisions that we have to make, from the shit that we have to put up with in our mind is costly and it's costing us those future races. So you want to know why we're not a 10-time repeat champion? It's because one has support and they, and they get to recover. And we don't necessarily get to recover after the race. So we're starting the next race on a deficit already because we never really went back down to baseline and offered ourselves recovery. That's the cost of having a distracted mind. I can't. They out to get me. Are you they them in or are you 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 in, right? My past is this. I had to deal with this. You just don't understand. Or my present. This is what's happening. I can't do this because this and because that, right? All of the distractions, though they may be true, are they draining you? That I can help with. That you can help with. You can create a system where your distractions are decreased by at least 50%. If you can do that, you just win more. Like you win more, right? Which means you make more money and you have more time for the life that you want because your brain is operating at a higher level. I don't see it, right? That's another one of those distractions. I don't see it. So I need to see the how as opposed to understanding like you don't see electricity, but you sure turn on that light. Why do you have to see it? Like literally, why do you have to know the how on how you get there? What's wrong with you just saying, I don't even know what investments I'm going to make. I'm going to go all in and invest it. I don't know how, but I'm going to interview some advisors. I'm going to create a plan as I go. I'm going to like step and then put another log down and step, take that other log behind me, put it in front of me, step. Like I'm going to build it as I go, but we want to see it. Why? Because of all the distractions. If you remove the distractions, would you still need to see it? I think you would become that strongest energy because your belief in yourself and your ability to create wouldn't be jeopardized by needing to know the how, needing to see it, not having self-trust and never making a firm decision and having your own back on it. These are the things that are in the way, Quake. Let's take these and work on these for 2023. I've given you the formula on what to really work on and how to do it in this podcast. This is what we work through and deeply rooted. Join the wait list if that's what you want. If you want to do this with other women who look like you, who are fair representations of that work, not just picture perfect Instagram part, but actually doing the work. So you can see different ways of doing this work because the way I describe it may not be the way for you, but there are someone else in a container that would describe it differently. And I love that about this container. I think 2023 can be our year, Queens. I don't care where you are. I don't care what your past is. If you've got some epic shit in you and you're winning and you want to win more, let's do it. I'm all for it, and I will be your biggest cheerleader. Till next time, I'll talk to you guys later, but I want you to figure out what's in the way, what's distracting you. Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation? I want to spend time with you, coach you, 
talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high-achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves and we master this. Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. <laughs> That's Deeply Rooted. You can register for the wait list at brickjohnson.com forward slash group. Hope to see you there. Bye.